When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Talking Cop for this Sunday night. I'm Gav, that's Sean, you with me. Emmett is on the way, he's been delayed but he will be here. Keith's not here, Keith's in Liverpool. Absolutely freezing, he said, but I'm um, absolutely delighted with the Reds winning. Now, Keith was at the Brentford game a few years ago and he never shut the fuck up about it, so you can only imagine what's going to happen over the next 12 months whenever uh, Fulham get a mention on this podcast. He's going to tell us all about it over and over again. But before we get into the game, um, I would like to remind you, that the lads done a post-match show, Matt, Kev, Chris and Robbie, um, looked just over an hour, um, all that went on in this game, and there was an awful lot that went on, so go and check that out, you can watch it, or you can download it, it's available for your download, um, there will be memberships being thrown up here this evening, because Rory won the members draw during the week, he said, Gav, just give away members, give away memberships for the month. Um, so I think it was about 12 memberships we could give away with the draw he won. So we're just going to top that up to 15 because it's easier. So much easier, round the number. So that's what we're going to do. Um, you can opt in uh, by hitting the join button, hitting the three buttons and opt in for gifting. Or in the live chat when one of them appears on the top, you can click on it and then opt in that way. And they're giving out randomly. We don't choose people. When we put them in there, they randomly get put to members. So if you're opted in, Obviously, you have, a, you, have, you have the chance of getting them. So, Shawnee, before we get into Liverpool 4, Fulham 3, and Liverpool's procession to the title from here on in, um, <coughs> let's talk about Movember, because sadly, we will be removing these from our faces very, very soon. And when I say very soon, about 5 past 11 um, for me, because I've told you beforehand that my wife thinks I look like the ghost of John <laughs> Candy. So, um, but Shawnee, we wanted a grant. Yeah. We ended up with two and a half grant. We done all right, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, far exceeded uh, expectation, um, and I was a bit. We had a bit of a crack and laugh along the way um, on the shows and that, and then like there was people reaching out as well, which obviously I won't name names, but again, that's that's where you wanted to have effect, you know what I mean? And again, I know I spoke about it like to no end on, on shows that we've done. This one I saw a different to uh, the rest of the the challenges we've done because those ones were primarily about raising money for a particular cause that where someone was in need of the money. I won't say desperately, but was in need of the money mm. or it was a yeah. target. Whereas this one for me is not really like, it's more about awareness than the money. It's good if you can raise money and contribute. 
But for me, mental health in particular, it's it's more of a, an awareness thing because, you know, we're in the winter now. It's dark early, cold, long nights. Everyone's gone through different circumstances. And if you can make someone feel even 1% more comfortable in opening up and talking, then, then it's a job well done. And if you can raise two and a half grand while you're at it, um, it's even better. So thanks so much to the people who shared and so kindly donated. Um, I think this there's a possibility this might become an annual thing, I feel. Oh, it is. I'm, I'm bang up for it. And snowballs. And I'd like that. <coughs> I, think it, I think it could be... Like next year, we'll have Emma on board from the start, and I'm I'm sure we'll roll Keith in, and then we can even get a few of the the the, the diehards, the listeners in, and we we'll get a LFC day trippers group going together, and you can lash up pictures there if you're comfortable. Uh, will we call the it the day trippers, or what will we do? <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know yourself. That was a just, just yeah. We call it we can call it a day trippers, you know, to the to the yeah, days gone yeah. past, but um. Yeah. No, honestly, uh, deadly serious. Thanks so much to everyone who's who's so kindly down there. And again, November ends, but you're rolling into Christmas now, um, which has different connotations for different people. Like they say, it's the most wonderful time of the year, but not for everyone. So again, if you're struggling with your mental health, reach out with reach out to somebody, whether it's a friend or a family member, and as well. Like, ask mates. If you think one of your mates might be struggling, don't be afraid to ask them because you never know. Like, a small conversation can be life-changing. And, and that's it's just as simple as that. I, I can't overstate that. Um, but it's... it's it's You don't stop banging that drum. Like, you know what I mean? Just because just November's over. It's job done in terms of November, but look after yourself and look after each other in, in the coming weeks and months. Yus asks, my mum has asked if you can keep your muzzy until Christmas, Gav. That's, a, that's one of the weirdest messages I've ever got on this channel. Um, but no, that's the answer, right? Tell your mum to fuck off. Uh, uh, let me see. Um, Daniel McCrossan says, you speak very well about mental health, Shani. Well, look, it, Shani does speak very well about it. He speaks about it better than me because I have this awful thing where when difficult situations come around I try not make fun of things but try to be humorous um, it's just my defense yeah. mechanism right and a lot of people are like that but having said that you said something there where I'll if I notice someone's gone even quiet in a whatsapp for like three days like it could be you you could be gone I've done it before and you've done yeah. it with me where you mightn't hear from someone for two or three days and you think where is he and you just mess going you are right Oh yeah, and no, I'm up to my eyes, you know, walk or whatever, and and that's all it takes sometimes, you know, is for someone to just message, and it might be just that someone's up to their eyes or walk, but someone could be, you know, just like you said, it's darker earlier, it's you know, winter is boring compared to yeah. summer, like you know that sort of way, and it might be just someone that you do message and they say, no, do you know what, not in the best of places, and you might say, right, come on, we're going for a big point, or we're going for a game of snooker, or we're going for whatever, and that's all it takes to snap someone over, and give them the. I suppose the confidence to go and talk to you or just say something to you and you can be yeah. able to because a lot of time I'm not saying a lot of the time but I know some of the time when, when people are quiet and you ask them they're worrying about something that's huge to them but in the but it's actually not huge they actually exactly. talk themselves into into something where they think there's no way out of something or it's a disaster and it's not you know what I mean and that's not to put them down it's just people get like that we all do you know what I mean? The, the smallest things can you kind of think and think and think over it. But to get 
to get uh, two and a half grand was brilliant. You're saying about it being a yearly thing. Like I am got like this was a late kind of decision we made on this. Um, yeah. Like literally the very end, just before like Halloween, we we said, "Oh, come on, we do it." Um, but next year I'm just gonna bang it run, and you know me, I'll bang yeah, it run. I'll have everyone. On it. But, but you did. Next year. You did say mullets, and I'm I'm kind of into this now. <laughs> You'd be like playing Billy Ray going around the gaff. You'd be <laughs> like deliverance going around the gaff. <laughs> but, but I don't mind. My my kids and me wife just put up with me anyway. So um, like a different hairstyle. I'm absolutely up for it. So um, mark your cards now. Uh, middle of October next year, we, me and Shani are gonna bang a drum from November. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's gonna be uh, we're going for five grand next year. I think we should just go with five grand next year, and that's what we're going to do. But look, we raised the two and a half. We thought we'd get a thousand out of it. We got two and a half. It's absolutely amazing. But the big, the big thing on it all is, if you're down, if you're worrying about something, if you just anything, if you're in your gaff and you're like, Jesus, I've nothing to do, or you know, just ring someone, text someone, message someone, start a conversation. Or if you think someone's quiet, you do the same back to them. You know what I mean? Exactly. Take five minutes out of your day. You could be flying, you're having a great time. Take five minutes out of your day and you think he or she is being quite quiet. Message them and ask them. Do you know what I mean? So that's yeah. that's where we be. Um let me see. Let me where do we go? Where do we go? Roy. Liverpool four, Fulham three. And you said during the week, Shawnee, uh, when we asked you about this game, you just went, just three points. I don't fucking yeah. care how it comes. Just three points. But I don't, I don't think you see it coming like that, Shawnee. No, no, I didn't. Look, I, I'm, at the, I'm quite sitting on this now all day, Gav, since the game, because I'll, I'll be honest with you, during the game, I was fucking fuming watching us. I genuinely was. I was Because it, it was a very un-Anfield-like performance. Um, but looking back on it, it's it's just pure Barclays. But then I realised, like, this is the first kind of week of... This is the week of festive football where you'll see Sky and TNT bigging her up with the Christmas musics and all, and it's games every three days, pretty much now until January, mid-January. And like the cliche I find in this time of the year is that it's just about results. The performance is, is secondary and the result is paramount. And I think looking back, that's just that's the way it is. I think with Spurs playing City this week, um, and Newcastle playing United, and where we want to be in the league, it was just crucial that we got three points this yeah. weekend because two of the four were dropping points. They ended yeah. up being three of the four were dropping points. Now I know people might not see United, but you want to just put as much daylight between the rest as you can in terms of getting back into top four, which is where I see it this year. And I'm not writing as up saying we're not in the title race because the further it goes on, it looks like it's folding into that and it's rolling into that. And it was just win. And like it's weird because the first 20 minutes of the game, I think we're fine. I think it's a control of our people performance. We're creating chances and you're thinking it's going to come and then we get the free kick. But it's just mayhem after one nil gaff. But it's fucking Can I ask you something? Because like we, the lads looked at lineups earlier. They looked at all the goals. They looked at different things. And, and we, like I always say every week, we do it a little bit different. We look at different players and different things. But <clears throat> the big thing for me out of this was probably stages in the game and how Liverpool approached it, right? And you're saying mayhem from one nil. I get that. Liverpool are in complete control of this game. 
right? Yeah. Forget lineups and all. The lineup was going to be fine whatever way it came out for me, right? Liverpool are in complete control of this game. Fulham are having nothing, right? We get a free kick. Trent bends it in. It's being given as an own goal to um, Leno because yeah, he comes down and hits us back. Right, yeah. but look, whatever. It's 1-0. Sean, I keep going back to it, right? And I, look, I am fucking thrilled with the three points. Like, absolutely over the moon with the three points. But you have to, and I was listening to um, the Anfield rap earlier, and Damien Kavanagh on it, right, was saying, this is the time to have a real go with them after a win because you've won the game, but this is a good time to... Get in people's ear now about that and say it wasn't good enough, right? Yeah, and it's a brilliant yeah. win, and it, but it wasn't good enough. And, and I, I always go back to Shani. We go one nil up there, right? And you know the intensity's all right. We're playing okay. We get the goal, and Liverpool just seem to go into this mode where it's like, ah, oh, we'll win this game, whatever. And I'm not saying they torn off and just think this is too easy, but they kind of get it in their heads that I oh, will win this. It'll be fine. We'll win this. Yeah, and. We struggled to get back out of it. Yeah. And Shani, that's the big thing for me today because we're one nil up, we're, we're Grant. And then they score. Now we get on to the goalkeeper in a bit as well. But Shani, this has to stop. And I think, yeah. like, when you when you, when you you draw the game after doing that or lose the game, you kind of go, oh, you know, you give out to them and they kind of go, oh, well, yeah. look, look, look. But when you win, when you win, yeah. now is the time to nail them, Shani. Because if you don't think they're in a title race at two o'clock today, they're most definitely in one. At half six tonight after that city one. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it just seems to be something shiny that just drifts into us. And I don't know I don't know why. Just put the bleeding hammer down. Go two and three. And then you can just you can play whatever game you fucking like after that. Yeah. To be fair, look, I'm gonna give them that kudos. I thought I Fulham are impressive in stages today. They moved the ball really well and they walked had they were out walking as Gav after we scored the fourth goal, which for me is completely unacceptable. That, that like I think the fucking minimum expectation is is maximum effort, and it just it didn't look like that after the goal, and they were causing us real problems. And again, like we probably take for granted the type of saves that Allison makes in them positions where the goal doesn't go in the back of the net and it doesn't really affect the game. Um, not the ground killer. I think outside the first two goals, he's actually alright. And I know, look, I know people will have that. But <coughs> And that's fine. First goal, I'd, I'd argue with the second goal, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Now look, it does it. It's one of them things. Like you could look at ninety-five percent of the goals that have been scored over this weekend, and you can pinpoint blame to one or multiple players. And that—that's what football is all about. It's about forcing the opposition to have unforced errors and forcing them into mistakes. And look, that's the way it is. Look, fortunately, we live to tell the hell today. Like again, as well. Like another thing that, and this. This would sound like an excuse if you got beaten, but I'm giving it as what I think is a, a a genuine reason. I remember, was it the 1920 season? 1920 season, I took a trip to Liverpool midweek game in December. It was against Leicester at Anfield. And um, fuck me, I've never been cola in the stadium in my life. Like, it was... Baltic, the pitch was frozen, man A scores early and Harry Maguire equalises and there was no, absolutely no atmosphere in the ground that night because it was so fucking cold and when I was watching the game today, you could see people in the crowd were in there freezing that bollocks off, I wasn't I wasn't surprised for Keith to turn around and say oh it's fucking freezing and that can affect the crowd and it, can, and it did seem a little bit flat 
and that can affect the game when the crowd aren't in a game, especially at Anfield. The opposition team might feel like they have a, an opportunity to have a go, and that's exactly what Fulham done. They they seized on an opportunity, and they made the most of it. That the second goal is fucking. We try to be clever, stepping up from a flick on, and Darwin doesn't move his feet quick enough, and he plays him on side, and that's just the way it is. But Gav, I was, I was sitting to my minds about coming on here and having a piss in the moan about the way the game went, and then like we won't play worse than that many times this season. And if we play, we we play better than that, and not win games. That's the god honest truth. That's how bad I thought we were today. Um. I fucking hate the two o'clock Sundays as well. I, I do. I hate them. It just feels real fast the way they just throw games on when a couple of the bigger teams are playing in the Europa League. It's a shy time to be playing football, especially this time of year. So I'm just glad it's over with Gav. Fucking, I don't want to overanalyze it. I, there's far better goals you probably won't see scored in the one game than you're seeing today. There's fucking belters all over the place. And there was a few decent... Individual performances, I thought. I th- look, I think Simakas is capious. It's not a fucking, uh, it's not a secret. I don't rate him at all, but I thought he was actually all right today. I thought McAllister was decent, and I thought Trent was very good. I don't know what they fucking put in there in boots, but he's like playing Stevie G Raban since he pulled him on. Um, but yeah, look, three points and a fucking mad one where you kind of look back at it and go. Yeah, that was a bit of a mad one. And you could see by the reaction of the players as well at full time for Trent's goal. Um, it's a big goal. And I think, again, you need to realise that. I think we're at the start of a journey here for this this Liverpool side and its current guys. Like, it's not the man a Salah Firmino Liverpool anymore. We're seeing a different side with. And Klopp is tinkering, teetering with the midfield. And I just I don't think that worked today. To be honest, I don't think Gravenberch, McAllister and Tabazloy won today because I don't think we won enough for the ball. Every 50-50 seemed to be going full as well. We weren't winning, winning duels uh, and we weren't mopping up second balls. And I think that's when Liverpool look vulnerable. Um, because if you overload us in there and get loads of runners, teams do seem to get a lot of chances against us. So yeah, it's... It's one of them. We live to tell the tale. I feared the worst on 84 minutes. And then it was pure ecstasy on 88 minutes. And, and look, that's what it's all about. Just fucking, fucking digging out. I know who wouldn't have joined that today. The Arsenal fans who would have had to find streams the game. And yeah. thought they were up to a fucking winner when we were 3-2 down. And that, that'll, put a, that'll put a little bit of a fucking rock up. A little flight up them as well. That they're going, oh, right, so like... We had to deal with City that last year and Liverpool had an off year and are these fucker going to be on it again? And they have to come see us now in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And the closer we stay to them, yeah, 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 just letting them know. So it's kind of, it's unfolding in front of our eyes and I think, Gav, look, I don't think we'll get worse from today. I think we'll only, I think we'll only, um, we'll only improve and I'm sure Club is still working on, uh, learning on the job in terms of playing with this team. But I just, I don't think the midfield walk today. Um, I, I just we seem to be overrun and out for and I, it's just it's not it's not what we need and I don't I don't think any of the front three were really great either I think they did moments where 
they look the the Endo goal is, is well worked between Salah and Nunes to get three on set on the edge of the box. But look, I don't want to be all, I don't want to overanalyze it because it's a it's a shy performance, but a good result. And again, this stage of the year, give me results over performances ten times out of ten. Yeah, Emma, looking fantastic. By the way, I'm actually going to keep this. Are you? I think so. Yeah. Well, do you want to tell? Do you want to tell the people the reason you said you were keeping it? You told me last night. <laughs> how, how, how would you like no. to, to yourself? <laughs> she's here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> if she's ever oh, out on a Saturday, if she's ever out on a Sunday, I'll tell you. Oh, happy days, happy days. Um, Emma, look, we're at the going. We're at the going through the whole idea that it wasn't a great game, um, but it wasn't a great performance from Liverpool. Um, we go one nil up, and we're going to get into the goals. Don't worry about it. But like Shani was saying, you know, it's one, it's a, it's it's not a great performance. Um, well, he didn't feel the midfield worked. But our our overall feeling on it is that we go one nil up. Shani calls it mayhem from there on in. But do we cause our own mayhem, Emma, by just relaxing into this thing that oh, we're one nil up now. We we just win these games rather than going and making the two or three and then. Basically, giving yourself the right to kind of not switch off, but you just turn around and go, We're in full control here. I think we've probably been guilty of, and maybe it's just the way our style of play, and I'm not going to say that we play well, we do. Sometimes we think we can just play within ourselves, but I think that we may have underestimated teams a little bit this season. Not necessarily smelling ourselves, but just knowing that we're better than them and we, we don't necessarily have to go full pelt to beat them. Um, I, I don't want to go in too hard because Shawnee's right. It's it's a bad performance, but a, a great result. And to have the resolve then to dig it out after being 3-2 down, I think we've probably, I think we've built 12 to 15 points from losing positions so far this season. What I saw today was Salah waiting for the ball to come to him instead of going and getting the ball. I think uh, McAllister does it nearly straight after. There was two within the space of a couple of minutes. I think uh, Gravenberch probably wasn't his, didn't cover himself in, in glory today. He just seemed a bit off. Didn't hold on to the ball, giving the ball away. Um, yeah, I, I think we probably just thought that we had to show up against Fulham. Like these next three games, Fulham, uh, Sheffield United and Crystal Palace. And you hope that this is a kind of nearly a shot in the arm and um, that they they take Wednesday serious and they take next Saturday more serious. And um, we'll like this is the players won't have learned an awful lot about the team to their, or themselves today, I don't think, but the coaches will have learned an awful lot of what they need to work on. Um, I think it's our best midfield, McAllister, Sabasloy and Gravenberch, like on paper, but not based on to today's performance i thought McAllister was actually really good yeah. i know that uh, I, I know we're not, we're not gone that far yet but a lot of people are speaking about substitutions and how good the substitutions have been today's substitutions i thought turned out to be really good as well but at the time you were thinking what's he doing here and it actually it actually worked out well i thought maybe McAllister was a little bit hard done by being taken off and um, not so much obviously i think he's had a bit of a quiet few weeks but look I think, oh yeah, I thought it was com- it's complacency. <coughs> I thought, if I'm being perfectly honest, yeah, I think the whole thing around the substitutions is I think I think he wants to bring Endo on to to 
give us more of a stable base to try and go at them. Um, and he, and he needs to do that. You know what I mean? Uh, that so was, so, game minutes where Gomez is in that fucking hybrid role had me splats. I ain't going, what We said, oh, is that bleeding mushrooms and that chocolate or something? I'm to have what is going on here. Why is he in there? <laughs> I think it's 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 something that's addressed as soon as Endo comes on. And then you, we're a different team after he comes on, to be honest with you. And I'm not saying it's a fucking Endo. I think Klopp rectified the issue as quick as he saw it. And it's horses for horses. It, that's not going to work against everything. Look again. Like Kev makes the point as well. Just three games in six days. That yeah. will have an awful lot to do with today's subs as well, which is fair. Hundred percent. Because em, I know Emma has a bee in his bonnet over this because uh, we play Wednesday against Sheffield United, and then we play Saturday morning against Palace, and everybody else that plays on Tuesday doesn't play. Plays after us at the weekend, which is which is fucking. But you know. Like, what's the point in fucking talking about them anymore? Arsenal fan circle channel did mention uh, a really big boost for Liverpool today. Um, and uh, yeah, there's Arsenal coming up soon. And you know what? We talk about being a tour into the season. That halfway mark is going to come up very fucking quickly now. Before you know it, you're looking going, we're halfway through. We're over halfway through because you nearly forget to count the games over Christmas and then you turn into the new year like, fuck, there's only 15 left. Do you know the sort of way? But look, we, we've looked at we've looked at the way Liverpool have played. We've looked at you know the, the kind of the attitude and the and the the outlook Liverpool get after going a goal up. But let, let's go let's go through some of the goals because Shawnee Trent's goal is it's it's his fucking goal. You know and and even when I watch I was watching that watching that and the 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 channel I was watching it on I couldn't get an angle to see that it hit the goalkeeper. Now obviously there's an angle somewhere, but I just thought that's just come down and gone in the net. But they've given us an Elena own goal, and I'm sure plenty of the fancy football are going to believe mad because two goals from a fullback would have served you nicely today in that fancy football. Yeah, I actually I think it's one that if Trent cares enough about and he goes to this goal, dubious goals panel, I'd say he might award it to him. And that that's the god honest truth because didn't didn't Ben Me get his goal yesterday? Yeah, no, I, I'd and that completely it, changed direction. <laughs> Honestly, I'd imagine it. Look, I'd imagine if Trent was Harry Kane and he really wanted it, yeah, and he, he went after them, they'd probably give it to him because yeah. I think if Leno's not in, it's got it goes it goes in anyway. I think it bounces down over the line, does it? It's kind no, of it looks. You see, like I, I found it. I found it hard to find an angle, so it, it must have hit the no. bar, came you down, and he landed, and he, you know, he, he as he's landing, it hits him and goes no, in. It, it hits, it hits the bar, hits, his, hits the back of his shoulders and goes in. Yeah. It, it equals parts harsh on Leno as it is on Trent, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't want it on goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, <laughs> I'd imagine if Trent would literally fucking, if he was to go to this south, this fucking mythical, dubious goals panel and say, come here, what's the story here? Like, I'm, I'm at the whip on that thing into the stanchion. It, it literally got, it's, one of the most aesthetically pleasing strikes for ball you'll see. And all helped by fucking the boots, in my opinion. The, f- the fact that he's wearing them. And I, I'd imagine Adidas might even throw a few quid towards Premier League's fucking just for the old marketing campaign. But uh, look, it's Trent's goal. Look at it whatever way you like. It's fucking, it's Trent's goal. It, we've seen, it's not like he's never done it before in his career. We've seen him put it in postage stamp. Yeah. plenty of time uh, it's not something that's elder realms of his 
skill set. Um, do you think? Do you think the captain's armband uh, or, or the assistant captain thing now is where he's just pulling rank on phrase? Yeah. Because we've seen Salah lining up over so many of them for so long, yeah, even with Trent Salah hanging about. Like, I, now I tell you what it does. Like since Trent's come in, like into the team, like what what's he five years now, a staple in the side. He's growing into. It. You need to remember he's only twenty four. Um, he's still learning the game. But I thought, like, there was fucking times that I always watched him going, this fella is unplayable. He, he picked the ball up on the, like, just didn't want, forget the right-back talk, right? Because he's only right-back on a graphic that's been put there by the Scott, and it's the starting position when we don't have the ball. There's nothing right-back about him. There's, there was a stage of the game today where he's driving from the left side of air defence to the middle, and he, what's your man's name? Little shithouse he is. Oh, Fulham. Pereira. He absolutely ragdolls Pereira in the middle. Bounces off him. And he cruises through. And he the, the pace he gets to the edge of the airbox on. And he creates a chance. He's everywhere. He's a fucking... He's a magnificent footballer. Anyone who goes on about his defensive acumen, it's, it's a load of bollocks. Just look at the goals he's conceded today. And look at the goals United conceded yesterday. Fucking Wambasaka and Ake or whatever. I've conceded goals like that every week. When it's Trent, it's a different story. But these lads are not having any effect on the game the way he does. He's fucking... He's a phenomenal yeah, footballer. He is. It's, it's, it's a way of getting the best out of him without, you know, putting them and boxing them into, into a set position that's what i think it is and that's why i'd leave him where he is that was my yeah. argument last week when we were talking uh, myself and phil and andy i think it was on the show with us um Rolly says from the side of the from the side on angle the ball is bouncing away from goal to be fair so right fair enough emma i've got to start with you on the fulham um goal for harry wilson uh Kelleher's getting quite a bit of grief over this but there's enough mistakes in there from other people i'm gonna stand up for Kelleher on this one a bit because i think if that goes down to Kelleher's right or down to his left, and he doesn't save it, and kind of going, you should really save that. But the fact that it's right down below him between his feet, it's actually the hardest place to save it. Um, we they we let him get too close to us, too close to goal with a square pass across, and Harry Wilson just gets a touch on it. No, just get a bit of a there's good pace on it, so get a bit of a contact on this towards goal and have a chance. Maybe Allison saves it, but look, we're putting him up against Allison here. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'd, I'd argue that there's, there's more to blame from other people than there is from Kelleher in this one. Yeah, well, the, so the, uh, the the station I was on, watching it on actually cut off. When it came back, they were celebrating. So I actually only saw it from when the ball was crossed yeah. crossed in. Uh, I think it was Robinson, was it Robinson, Robinson that crosses yeah, it in? the left back, yeah. Um, and it's... Like Wilson gets a, a, a toe to it, but it's not. A, it's not a shot. It's it's more of a deflection. Diversion, like, yeah. He's just diverting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he doesn't have time to sort his feet out. He still gets a foot on it, and everybody's talking about being beaten at his near post. He wasn't beaten at his near post. Went through his legs, but he didn't have time to sort his feet out. But the way he was positioned was to, like you said, if this goes either side, he he, he had himself positioned to go either side, mm-hmm. and it went straight at him. And it's very hard when the ball is like traveling that fast. To sort your feet out, um. So I, I don't like for, like people calling for Adrian to be in goal the next ah, game. Listen, you want to be on fucking like... drugs. <laughs> but, um, you know, look, you have to be a mass. You have to be a sadist. Do you know? I think another player that actually that catches 
Keller Cole is like it's a clever finish from Wilson because he goes with his lead instead of letting it roll across him here yeah. with his right. He kind of stabs it with his lead. So it's a quick, it's the shot's coming quicker, probably than anticipated. I think he could be better for him. That's only because I know Alison Becker probably saves him. But away. that's the thing, is that's the standard that we're holding Keller to. And that's the standard. Is, is, that, yeah, is, I know, is, to be honest, is you know, the standard he should be held to, to be honest. Yeah. Because I, I, I genuinely do. I don't think it should drop. I know Alison is the best in the world. But I, I'm not mad at Keller. I, I don't think he's been great this year. I think it's probably one of them things where it probably was the right time from the going the summer. But he is coming out of cold. I thought he was much better on Thursday against Lask. And I'll expect, I'll, I'll expect him to be better on Wednesday, to be honest with you. Um, it's one of them things. Look, again, Gab, what I was saying before you jumped on him, you can go through 95% of the goals scored in the Premier League this week and you can finger... A, pl- a player or two to blame on each one of them. So I just, it is one of them. I, I think the shot probably catches him a little bit because it's a clever finish from Wilson. I think it is a clever. I know it's three or four yards out and goal, but nine times out of ten, worst players are letting that run across their body and giving that key the extra split second. And that's why it's called the reaction save. And he didn't have time to react. So, mm-hmm. one of them. Well, that's like when the when the ball is fired across the box at that that pace, because it was it was pinged across. It it only takes a nick off anybody for yeah. it to. I'm more, I'm more fucking, I was more annoyed at Matip being completely unaware of Van Dijk's position for the goal and mm-hmm. and Trent, and he just plays it again. It's the casual thing of he just plays a a laboured ball out to the right-hand side, and that lad Robinson just cuts it out here. I think he's a really good player, by the way. He was excellent today. Andy yeah. says, shine his finger on players now. Shows <laughs> gone downhill, in my opinion. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, jumped on you. Everyone jumped on you there. He's a dirty bastard. Dirty bastard. So sure, listen, I had to change the title of the show because I called it Predator Trent fucking beats, <laughs> rescues the Reds or, or saves the Reds and people are like oh, you're calling Trent a predator and I was like for fuck's sake this bleeding woke generation so I had to change it to Trent's predators Um, uh, now people probably think he's just leading the fucking you know army of predators now I don't know Um, weird but anyway uh, Keith is in the house Um, uh, Keith Plunkett of this parish who was at the game and I'm sure you'll hear about it constantly for the next 12 months uh, he says alright lads Alexis was amazing. He said Keller was amazing with the ball at his feet, but dodgy on shots. Um, and, and in fairness, someone does say there, look, don't worry about it. Keller does need a couple of games to get into a rhythm here, like any other player would. But when he's in goal, you're kind of going, will you hurry up and get into a fucking rhythm? And Keith is still fucking freezing, he says, from the match. Um, and, and, and like the two goals aside, he did, like, it, it, it would have been 3 2 up if he didn't make an excellent fingertip save. Yeah. I know Reem knocks it in, but he's offside. And then there's yeah. one from Robinson in the second half as well, where that is goal bound, and he gets down and stops it. Yeah. So look, but that's we, we but tend that's to the highlight thing, like, the, the the bad things too much. Yeah, but but, the, but if they're if they are bad things, you have to say they're bad things. But what what you'll find yeah, yeah, is no. people go completely over the top. Like if, yeah. if you're asking for Adrian, like come on, you know what I mean? Yeah. And <laughs> like later on in the game, I, I've I've seen people on social media going, "This is it. Fuck, we're not winning. They're fucking this, that, that, there, other." The talks of people leaving the ground on eighty fucking three minutes and all, like you know what I mean? Like people are just believe mad. It's a mad overreaction all the time. And don't get me wrong, Liverpool weren't good today, but they won the game. And it's all right to criticise them, but they won the game. 
You know what I mean? And they won it because they stuck at it till the very fucking end, till the death. Um, let me see. Let me see. Um, let's talk about Alexa McAllister. Because Liverpool are probing again. Diaz looks bright. Didn't look great during the game, but he's bright in this kind of meal. Well, he was, yeah. And and sure. I think he looked a bit, do we go outside this fella? And it maybe sometimes I look for Diaz to be that trigger where, you know, he just goes at someone, goes inside, outside, wins a corner, whatever. And he couldn't seem to go to a rhythm, but he's trying his best here. Kind of gets away from him. It's a lazy kind of clear. Well, it's not a lazy clearance because it kind of finds um, your man up front. The fella that hurt his head a few years ago. What's his name? Um, the Jimenez. Jimenez. He tries to head it down. <coughs> Doesn't go well. And McAllister just comes on to it. And you know straight away, he's not fucking setting this and setting it out wide to Salah. He's not looking to pass it. He just puts his head down and he absolutely malavogs it into the top corner. And Emma, it's a fucking brilliant goal. And to get off the mark like that, it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's a screamer. Like again, he's 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 having to play a position that he's probably not used to playing, and it's he probably rarely in that position. And he, you could you could just see it. He was definitely going to hit it, and like it's still traveling. It, like it's like I think Kev says earlier on, it stayed here, hundred percent stayed here, and it was swerving away from the keeper. And it's an unbelievable. It's, it's goal up as well. It's up high. Like yeah. well, now the only thing I would say on the keeper. Could he go with another <laughs> hand to get there? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, it's a brilliant... scores, uh, one near identical against Middlesbrough years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, it's from the, the opposite side. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I think it's goal of the day. I think it's. I think it's goal of the day because it's the hardest to execute. I think, like you probably see, see shots here from there, a hundred times, uh, in a weekend and. 100 of them don't go in it's a fucking it's a brilliant choice I'm delighted for the man you could see it. I, I, yeah. you, you can always tell if it's bothering the player boy the celebrate like Darwin hits him a box in the back of the head and he's running past him and he celebrates and boxes him in the back of the head but um, yeah it's it's a fucking it's goal of the day between them all like we're going on to end those who just fucking passes it in the net Fucking twenty five yards, but for me, it's it's a fucking it's a screamer, and it's one of them goals you can proper celebrate because you're just like, yeah, look for something. Did to you see? Now. Did you notice? Yeah. Did you notice? The, I noticed. Um, I don't know whether I'm reading into too much. Um, I done a poll beforehand asking what the best goal of the day was, and um, <coughs> McAllister won is winning by a mile, about seventy percent of the vote. Um, but. I noticed a big relief on McAllister's face when he scored. It wasn't ecstasy. It was like, fucking thank God that's out of the way. It felt like, mm-hmm. and, and I don't think he's under pressure to score goals in Liverpool. I just think maybe he had a bit of pressure on himself. Get a goal here. Show what I can do in a forward sense, even though I'm sitting in this position. And I think this is, it might be his position at Liverpool. Just just throw it out there. But um, I thought it was a real kind of, thank God that's out of the way. Yeah, now, yeah. We're, now we're motoring. I, th- I think he thought it, but I think there's an awful lot of us probably thought it as well because he, he, he hasn't like he, he hasn't hit the ground running as much as maybe some of the others have because he was being asked to play a different position. And the fact that he's a little bit further forward and it, it's probably one of the four. I know he's had shots in previous games, but he, you could just see, you could see he wasn't doing anything but shooting. And 
it's it's an unbelievable goal. It definitely is goal of the day. Goal it's goal of the weekend. It's I'm not I won't say what goal it's better than because look, I think you have to be very lucky with an overhead kick. But like Jesus, getting it into the top corner. Yeah, but that was last is, month. So that, that's all news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. Go on, sorry, Emma. Sorry. No, yeah, no. I just, I just think it's, it's gonna. You'll probably, see, you'll see him playing with a little bit more kind of freedom. He probably was a little bit anxious in in himself. And you're right. When he when he runs away, it's more of a a relief than an ecstasy kind of a celebration. Um, and it's it's out. It's a monkey <laughs> off his back, like so. Yeah, he's he's brilliant. Last week, it's his best game in the Liverpool short for me last yeah. week against Man City, and he's brilliant again today. Yeah, which is that was good. Like it's it's good signs. So I I fucking I loved McAllister at Brighton, and I love him equally as much at, at Liverpool. I don't think anyone loves him more than Jurgen Klopp. Klopp seems to fucking absolutely love him. Mm. You have to be seems, fair, like, Sean. You have to be fair to this. This he probably like if Klopp, I reckon if Klopp told him put your hand that way. He'd do it. He'd do what for him, you know. And and I think they're the type of players that that Klopp loves, and he's sacrificing a little bit of his game and his strengths for the benefit of the team as a whole, which is fucking huge. And I think Sabozlo's even done that to an extent in terms of his, his work rate. Yeah, yeah. So look again, I he's a good player and he's playing himself in, and you need to realise that like his trajectory at the moment is not too dissimilar to Fabinho because. I genuinely remember Fabinho's cameo away at the Emirates, and I'm not joking. It, it, it's it, it's one of the worst displays from a professional footballer I've ever it seen. It was like the league. kid and Willy Wonka falling into the chocolate at that time. He's all over the fucking yeah, shop. It, 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 it was literally like, have you got a fucking return policy on this fella? Because he's yeah. gock. And he actually went on to be brilliant, and he really kicked on from then on. So, again, a perfect time for a player like McAllister to coin it. Put his stamps on again. Two big away games as well against teams where it can get a bit sticky, and he's exactly the type of player you need because that's what he is. He's a ball carrier who can bring you up the pitch. He's a disruptor, and the big thing is he's a facilitator for the likes of a Sabazloy and a if it's a Gakbo in there or it's a a grabbing bird. So yeah, I'm delighted for him. It was starting to come in a little bit on top for McAllister I think from sections of the fan base, which I think is fucking is stupid. Um he, he's a wonderful footballer and I'm delighted he got off the mark today. I was just if it was gonna be anyone, I just I'm just fucking delighted it was him. Yeah, I think I think when you look at Endo's made a bit of an impression. He scored in Europe and he scores today. And he's kind of coming on doing the things simple. And I think people have an expectancy on McAllister where I like I'm looking at going, what do you expect from? Him? I think we're trying to do something a little bit different in that six. And he is something different, you know, the sort of way. And I think Graven Birch has made a kind of mark. Sobber's line most definitely has. And he kind of McAllister feels like the one that's come in and has had the hardest kind of integration into the team. Because this is a brand new midfield, remember. So you have to give it that little bit of, you know, consideration. And he probably felt like everyone's making that mark here and I'm still kind of going under the radar and kind of being pointed a little bit. And he does that today and you're kind of going, now he feels like Grant. Now I'm fully in and settled with, along with the rest. Do you know what I mean? Keith says, hey, he's not a six that we expect him to be, but he's the business. I'm even more on board after seeing him live. You see, Keith just tried, look, did anyone hear that Keith was at the match? Uh, <laughs> but look, there's mayhem and I think there's mayhem then. They have a goal scored. They have a goal disallowed. Um, it's two to a half time. Emma, yeah. 
the second half then is very hot and cold for me. It's very kind of, oh, we're going, we're not, we're going, we're not. And in fairness, I can see the Fulham goal coming. Yeah. I can see it coming. And they get it. And people are throwing things at um, the likes of Simicast at the back post. Simicast at the back post and he's, you know, this ball's coming over. Your man just gets up over him because he's has the has the kind of forward momentum to do that. <clears throat> and you're thinking to yourself then, and I'm not skipping over the Fulham goals for the sake of, you know, let's look in detail. The lad's done that. But what I'm saying is, is that from there, there's a marked change. And I think the big change is in the crowd. Because I thought the crowd were quiet all day. Now, I understand it's fucking freeze now. It's, it feels like it should be a run-of-the-mill, sit there, you know, for 90 minutes, clap, applaud, sing, go home. And then it's kind of, oh, we're losing here, Jesus Christ. But the crowd kind of torn then. And the subs are a little bit bemusing, and you're kind of going, what's going on? And then the, I think the crowd just decides, you know what? Let's just go with this. Let's just go with it and see where it goes, because we they need us now. And then though coming on, people are like, what is going on here? We end up for grabbing bears, wasn't it? And, you know... People are like, what's he making that change for? But Gravenberch is out on his feet. Gravenberch is still finding his feet physically in this team. And then he sticks one in the top bin. And the funny thing is, when Salah gets that ball, Emma, all of the Fulham team decide we're dropping 10 yards on this fella. Why? You're on the edge of the box, but they all drop 10 yards. It's a brilliant finish. Because he could have just, he could have swung at that and just tried to blast it as hard as he could. He doesn't. He places it in the top corner, Emma. And many players of much more technical ability do things like that, and people go, wow. I think it yeah. deserves a bit of a wow for, for Endo. I think he was brilliant when he came on. It's a great goal. It's it's a, it's a an unbelievable goal that he made look so easy. Um, and partially down to, and I, I, I was uh, in the chat earlier on for the post-show, or the post-match show, um, it's composure. It's like, he's, a, he's the captain of his country. It's Japanese composure. He's he's a, he's a captain of his country. He, he's he's used to playing in games like this, and he has the composure to just <coughs> to just pass it in into the because he literally like Shani said he literally just passed it into the top corner. Um, but I think that's probably why Klopp brought him on as well is to to try and maybe not necessarily get on the ball, but try and calm things down. We maybe were a little bit frantic at that stage. Um, I just think. We were we're very pedestrian as well in the second half, particularly for their third goal. I just thought, like, get out, get out of them. Like Simicas could have got out to your man to begin with, and then Gomez could have got out to Willian, and it was just even Kanate in the box seemed to be just strolling. Um, but look, Endo is he's going to do what it says on the tin. He's reliable. He's not going to be our starting six. Um, and I was like you said there, if you were happy for anybody to get a goal as McAllister. Yeah, I agree. But I was absolutely delighted when Endo got it. And I won't name names, but in the chat, in the telegram, was like, Endo, for what? And then at least a couple of us said, for that, as soon as he scored his goal. Now, obviously, that's not what he was brought on for. Um, but yeah, no, it's an excellent composed finish um, from Endo. Yeah, that's that's what that. he brings. He fucking plastered all yeah. over. Yeah, lad boy yeah, was exactly probably yeah. footy vid. Like it's yeah. but I think somebody said earlier on, I think it might be Matt. Um when the ball drops to Salah, about three or four of them go to Salah. And that's that's the beauty of right. So they Salah drop off be scored. They actually have a chance to tackle him. And then Salah takes yeah. a touch and then they all go, Oh fuck, and they drop off and then it gives the Salah a chance to take it. Well, look, my favorite pass. part of the goal is 
you know, we, and again, it's that mad cunt. And I, he was shy today, don't get me wrong, and he'd want to get his arse and gear in terms of his finishing, right? But it's that mad cunt, right? Darwin's in his ear going, oh, vamos, vamos. And then Endo turns around, who's Japanese, and it starts to say, come on, you can read his lip, and here he is, vamos. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. And come here, I'm not going to lie to you. As soon as we got the third, I knew we were getting a fourth. I knew it because there was a huge let off in the ground for the third. And you could see the third, the tide kind of fucking torn straight away. And um, I thought it was deadly when he came on end though. I think because he gave us a natural shape again in terms of Gomez not running around like he's fucking Emmanuel Petit in the middle. Going, what's going on here? Why is he in there? But I, I, yeah, I think Trent and Granberts didn't work because no, it didn't. Granberts was it, yeah. Trent and Endo looked fine for for yeah because because Endo gets game. around. Granberts yeah. just genuinely tired, and you've yeah. seen that in him loads. And that's not that's not to say the fella isn't fit, but this is like Liverpool's midfield work incredibly hard. Whether you go back to the Wijnaldum, Henderson, Fabinho, Milner days to now, they work incredibly hard. And we have loads of the ball, but they, they're always moving. They're not standing still when we have the ball. They're always moving. And then they're always like doubly moving when, when we don't have it. And Gravenberg just has to get up to speed with that. And he will. But he's shown great science. Um, but that's what Endo is. He's a workhorse. He's never going to stop. That's like, yeah, you look at no the Japanese team. Yeah, no problem the edge of the box and bleeding, putting them in like no, that. Right yeah. No, you but like you mean? said, he's a workhorse. Yeah, he, <clears throat> he is. He just runs, wins it, plays a simple, and manages to get up the pitch. And in fairness, like, would you find Fabinho in that position in the All Liverpool team? I don't think you would. I don't think you would. I think Fabinho would be 15 yards deeper, and if anything drops, he's looking to kill it and, and you know, get us going again. Where this, this is the difference in what we're trying to do. We have those three in there, but they seem to be one kind of a revolving door as to where they're all playing and two they seem to be that bit further up the pitch and maybe that's because Trent comes in and plays that and when Trent comes in and plays there it gives an Endo or a McAllister the chance to go yeah let's move up a little bit let's let's make more options for him um, but when it went 3-3 like in fairness now we were blaming Keith on this defeat um, we we were all aware. We we're like it's definitely Keith's fault. We're like a hundred percent, and then we only said it, and then those scored, and then we were like, and then we didn't even get a chance to text, and then fucking Trent does that. And we're like, sorry, Keith, sorry about that, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> but the look, it's true. Nunes had a hand had a hand in that goal as well. I know. Yeah, he it's didn't a nice little knockdown to Salah. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah, look, we, he, we he's. He's, imp- he's improving in his all-round game. He hits all- he, he lashes one off the bar. Um, do you know what I think he needs? I think he needs a couple of strikers finishes. I think he needs a couple where they go across goal, face of the goal, and he knocks a few in. And then, you know, but overall, he's fine. We're winning games. Yes, he could if he takes one or two of these chances, we're, we're, we're not banging on about him every week, but um, he, he's a bleeding head case. I think he ends up in Klopp's arms for the winner somehow. But... Um, Klopp has him and uh, who was he has two of them in a in, like in a in a headlock like him a bear and somebody hole, else. Yeah. So Sabazli. is it Sabazli, yeah. So it's three three, um, and then Gakbo gets on, and st- again 
Fulham drop off. And Rory Fitzgerald tweeted us earlier because Rory loves the kind of kind of yeah. really digging into stuff, and watching it and going, "Why did this continue? Was this was this a tactic?" Um, because we've scored three really good goals from distance here. Well, I'll be at one of three, and then Gakpo picks her up on the edge of the box, and Fulham go. Now we're not, we're not break, we're not, we're not, Some we're not strike. challenging this. We're just going to drop off again. He takes another touch, <coughs> smashes it. Leno should do better for me. Push it around your post. He doesn't. Nunez on it like a lie. Um, gets up back across goal. Now they were looking at VAR, I think, for Simakas against. Um, yeah. Now they both just go for a header. There's no, there's no free there for me, and then it drops to Trent, and Emma. He's as cool as fuck. Forget the strike for the minute. He's as cool as fuck because nine players out of ten there are trying to hit that at Four least five. a second earlier, and he just goes no, just let it drop there, and I'll just sort it, and he mm. smashes it home, and the place erupts. One Emma, it's cool, and two. I think it's a huge point in the season. I think it's a. I think it's if we do something this season, we're going to look back on this a bit like we did Mane a Villa in nineteen twenty, and I don't—I yeah. might be stretching it a little bit there, but I just feel that that moment now—if you go and you do your job against Sheffield United and, and Crystal Palace, you come out with that that group of games with ten points, including the way at City, and I just think it's a huge part of the season. I think it could be a huge factor. In it. Yeah, and I think uh, Predator need to, or Adidas need to give Trent uh, a little bit more of a bonus because I reckon sales of the boots are going to go through the roof. Apparently, they're, someone they're said earlier, the there's only anyway. 300 pairs being made, 300 pounds ago. No, no. Of the, of, the top, of the top ones, I would say. The proper ones. No, there's 1,994 pairs being made of the other one for the 30th anniversary of the ah, Predator okay. Accelerator. Yeah, the... The Trent ones, I think, will be managed. Look, these fucking big companies down torn down capital. They'll be they they'll be being they being mass produced as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I mean, he, he had a few pings from the edge of the box um, in the second late in the second half, and all were goal bound um, by a couple of blocks. Um, but again, he showed great composure, I think, for his finish, especially with the way the crowd were and we're pushing for it. I would have. And like you want to win this game, it'd be very, very easy to just try and hit that first time. But he, he he controls it and gets it out of his feet, and then just slots it in the bottom corner. It's a, it's a, it's a very, very, ah, very. He doesn't slot it. He fucking hammers it into the bottom corner. You know what I mean? No, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like yeah, he he doesn't. Well, I'm talking Rose Ed. This if, yeah, if but this is this it. is this is the the definition of controlled aggression with the shot yeah. he hits, because he waits and waits and then just goes. Now I'm hitting it and. There's nobody in the world stopping it. It's past the goalkeeper before he even. When blinks. when they went for the VAR check, I didn't think it was. I, I thought, fuck, someone's at the, Someone's going to be standing in front of the keeper. Yes, and, yeah, but it's definitely like, for the. Oh. I think it's definitely for the header. It's definitely for the. Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. There was challenge. nobody in front of the keeper other than no. his own players. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we got onto a couple more things around the game in a minute, but shot like, I don't know. Am I stretching this, Shani, to it being a big moment in the season? No, no, because I think I think you need to kind of put your right, put yourself in an Arsenal fan shows or a City fan shows. They would have been giddy on eighty-four minutes, you know, like they would, they genuinely would have been giddy thinking these dropping points at home, not dropping points, getting beaten. We don't often get beaten at Anfield. Liverpool getting beaten at Anfield, haven't got the stomach for it. 
and the narrative flips then in, in, in two seconds. Because we, what I'd say about like, I, I think there's holes in the team. Um, are relative, well, not not saying about relatively easy to got to be got at, but we can still be got at. I think that is something that will be rectified with the acquisition of probably higher caliber players in positions where they needed or whatever, or maybe just a little flex in the system. Like, yeah, keeping them honest. And we've we've done the dance. Arsenal are yet to do the dance. And City don't look like they want to do the dance this year. So, again, if we're, if we're chasing Arsenal come February, March, I'm happy with that. I have no problem chasing them. I really don't because I thought they were shite yesterday as well in the second half. They would have been looking at today going, oh, bollocks, these fancy a 90-point season again. And that those kind of runs come at winning three or four games on a row at a time. And if you can do five or six, do it with a drawer in between. <coughs> if we get... And I, I, no, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as superstition. We do six points rolling into that Arsenal game. They're in for a fucking rock because that'll be the last game before Christmas at Anfield and it will be fucking, it'll be rocking. The let off from that stadium tonight on 87 is a little thing where you're like, okay, something's happening here. Does it sound a bit of a warning to the people in the ground? And what I mean by that is, is that it was very kind of, it was quiet. I'm gonna say it, it was quiet. It was yeah, very. No, I will look. I don't look. I, but does this does the service it notice where people in that ground, the majority of which would be back for next week or a week after Arsenal, United, you know, where they go? Do you know what? When we got up for it, you know, it's fucking freezing. Like your hands are nearly falling off. It's yeah. that cold. But now we now now is the time we turn this back into a really fucking hot cauldron. For everybody turning up, and United yeah. and Arsenal are coming soon, and there's a couple in between that as well. Yeah, hundred percent, and and that's where, for me, that's where the moment thing comes in because it's the let off, it's the okay, it's the realization by the crowd that something's unfolding here, and you hit the nail on the head. If a fucking quarter four today or twenty past two today, they didn't know whether we were in the title race. Half seven tonight, they were fucking, they were nearly sure of it. They were absolutely sure of it. So it'll roll into that and it'll just come into like, again, Chef Wednesday, not the fucking, or Chef United, not the piss on fucking chips or anything, but these are the types of games we've struggled in the last two years. It's a, it's a, it's an acid test on Wednesday. And I think if, if you do six points out of the next two league games going into, I think it's United at home, they will be taking notice of Liverpool. Trust me. Trust me on that. You said earlier on, Gav, there seemed to be a change in the crowd before we scored the goals. So there'll be a coloration, whatever the word is. Correlation. Correlation. Yes. Correlation between, like, like, if we get behind them, they go for it. And then the fact that they gone and got the two goals, like it's it's like that's probably the loudest. And I, I wasn't even there, but on the TV, and Keith can probably confirm, that's probably the loudest that Anfield has been this season. I would imagine that kind of a long time relief, relief, or whatever. Yeah, uh, um, and I I just think that maybe it will be like a kind of a, like well, look, we have to get behind them. When we get behind them, they do good things, 
and there is it's something there's a there's a feeling i don't know it's there's, there's a feeling about today's game that it was like it is you, you've got out of jail i don't think for one second it'll be all kind of like pats on the back tomorrow in training or if they have the day off on tuesday or whatever um but but it's it's wins like that will generally kick you on and you again getting the points today doesn't mean anything unless you go and beat sheffield united and crystal palace in their next two in the lead up to the to the bigger games between united and arsenal uh, every game is big now you have to and look you're saying to, like it like the one thing you know about that this that has a change something or is it's pep in his post match mentions liverpool about four or five times so it's even in his head now he mentions it several times how well liverpool played today um when he could have been talking about a whole other thing he mentions arteta as well so he he has his eye on arsenal and and, and liverpool it's it's in their heads now as well yeah, and I he doesn't want to he doesn't want us he doesn't want to be chasing us he doesn't want us chasing him he doesn't want us anywhere near. Doesn't want to, yeah, exactly. But yeah, can't keep our name out of his mouth. So we're in his head. Yeah. I think um <coughs> you know, Arsenal win that yesterday, and, and Arsenal are most definitely in a tra- in a transfer for uh title race. I think they're definitely in a title race because I think last year will stand to them. Now, whether you argue they've done enough with the squad last year to this year, it will stand to them. It's a year's experience where they went thirty games probably into a 38-game season, and we're really, really up for it. Um, Liverpool, a lot of players in there have muscle memory as to as to what a run-in is. Uh, there's quite a few new players in that team, though, but a lot of those players in that new team are used to winning, um, you know, and, and winning at their clubs and stuff like that, and winning with their country, so that, that won't really affect them. But, you know, it's all about, like, if you look at Liverpool now, I'm trying to think of all the, all the fucking games we have. I know we have, um, we've Palace... We've Sheffield United during the week. We've Palace at the weekend, don't we? That's on the ninth. Then we have United. Uh, we have Union Saint Gelois, don't we? In the midweek. Yeah. Then we've yeah. United the following uh, Sunday, which is the seventeenth. Then, then we've who have we got then? West Ham and the Carabao. West Ham and the Carabao, and then Arsenal. Yeah. Um. Before Christmas. Um. So if Liverpool. You know, that's four league games, I think. If Liverpool put another 12 on the board there, it's hard to argue that we probably go into Christmas Day top of the league. And then, no, we will be. If we put 12 points on top of the league for Christmas. Yeah, no yeah, because Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, two yeah. points behind Arsenal. So, it's... it's When you take it in these blocks of games, they're, it's huge. You know the sort of way... But you, you want to definitely come out the far side of the new year. If you're two points behind Arsenal now, you want to be coming into January and maybe a game away at Arsenal in the FA Cup because we've been drawn against them, um, where you're no more than two points behind them. That's where you want to be. You're, you're positioning yourself absolutely perfect. Um, and look, it's it's. I think I'm all up, I'm on board. You know me. I'm on board. Like fucking choo choo. Let's go. Um, but Liverpool still have a little bit of learning to do, and I think the biggest learning. I think this is a massive lesson for them today. I think you. I think you end up where they come off the pitch, and the coaches and the manager go, "Brilliant, we won." But come here, and I fucking tell you for a minute. Yeah. And when I sit down, when we sit down on the video analysis tomorrow, you are all getting it. Every fucking last one of us, and that just. I want to see us go into Wednesday against Sheffield United and show no mercy. 
show no fucking mercy to this because they're appalling. And you go in there and you put them to the fucking sword. And then you go and you do the same to Palace because they're no fucking good either. And every time you think of letting off or thinking, oh, we just win this game, you think back to Fulham. Because you were literally, let's be honest, six minutes was injured time away from a defeat at home. And you'd have been five points off the top of the division, not two. So I think that's huge. And um, there was an early, early one in here. Um, and John O said it, and I'll, we might finish on this. Um, unless you have a sausage of the week. Um, I'm not too sure if anyone has a sausage of the week. Well, I, I promised that I would, I would, uh, so the reason I was late, sorry, I was, uh, the missus was gonna, you, girls today right. drinking. Yeah. So yeah, I said that I, I'm, I'm going to clip this. So I went into collector and one of our friends was getting into the car and normally drop her to the Lewis or whatever. Yeah. And she slipped and fell. She slipped and fell and she actually hurt herself. Um, her name is Lisa McGuinness from Cabin Healy. So I said that I would make her sausage of the week. Right. Yeah, so Lisa. Making, yeah, making me late and falling. <laughs> making a show of herself outside the shower. Yeah, being dope, Lisa. Age. Um, so Lisa is sausage of the week. Um, I don't have a question about the one this week because I just thought I just oh. forgot about it. I'm gonna be honest. I was too excited. Um John O says, Are we gonna talk about Darwin's hair? Yeah, oh. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? It's I like he's um Katie Taylor running around the top. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Darwin speaking with Katie Taylor's voice, it'd be fucking amazing. Thank God, thank God. You know what? Yeah, um, he needs to, you know, it's getting into haircut territory now. Fuck me. Yeah. Even the blade man bone is stupid looking. I yeah. just, I, I be just, if I was McAllister or something on the, in the hotel midweek, shave his just, head. Yeah, shave his head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his, his hair was mad. It was a bit like, um, it was like, uh, <laughs> do you know what? Every time I see hair like that, I think, um, David Hay. Every time I see hair like that, I think of David Hay. And I was like, is he watching all boxing matches or something? Or what's going on? But maybe David Hay is an I'm a celebrity or something. Is he? I don't fucking know. But uh, no. yeah, he want he, he want to sort himself out there. When he he looks like he's on the on the cusp of going. I've tried it all, and now I'm just gonna shave it all. Um, and it's gonna he's go. He's a good looking lad. He's a good looking lad. He need to get the hair down short. Sort it out. That's bleeding atrocious. Carry on. He has going on. Or there. maybe if he keeps this messing up. Next October, we'll just message him and go, listen, do you fancy down fucking moustaches and mullets for November? And he yeah, go, yeah. I'm new to you, Darwin. He has a little bit of a dog holiday going on in fairness to him. Yeah. But the only thing about Darwin is, with his Ronnie, it looks like he just missed a bit. It doesn't look intentional. Yeah. Oh, don't say that, Jesus. He'd be getting clipped. What? He just missed a bit. <laughs> I was, I was, yeah, he just went to shave and missed it, and he ended up with a runny. So I was shaving as Lucas finishing then, is it? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we've got to get all that now. All the woke little wankers. Um, I'm just sick of them, lads. I really am. You can't fucking say they're fucking offended by everything. Um, anyway, uh, we've no question this week. Um, but coming up this week, um, I wrote it down earlier, so I should have really brought it with me. But We've added 15 new members there. They have a month free membership, which fair play to all of you. So he puts us all on screen. Um, but with that, we're going. We're hoping to have five shows at 10 a.m. every morning. Don't expect deep football stuff from that. That's just me having a cup of tea and showing you me from 10 to half 10 every morning. Um, I'm trying to get a couple of guests on at 10 o'clock in the mornings. So if anyone out there wants to come on, you're more than welcome. Um, but that's just basically going to be talking about what's going on. A bit of football and then people usually end up going... Uh, 
what sort of sauce do you have on your Christmas dinner? Because I fucking feel obsessed, right? But um, I'm definitely going to talk about Pep in the morning. He's having a breakdown. Haaland, all the boys. Yeah, man, that referee that just gave advantage and then went. The hoop, I believe. I'll blow it up. Right. Absolutely insane. I'm definitely going to talk about him. But we that's, have him on Wednesday, by the way. People in the chat. Yeah, we have him on Wednesday. So, bleeding. Watch his mouth. Uh, but that was insane <laughs> stuff. Car- uh, Mad carry on. Um, tomorrow night. Um, so, we have them at 10 o'clock every morning. We hope to do them every morning this week. Tomorrow night, myself, Phil, and P. Um, three topics. Uh, Tuesday night, I think is going to be um, is a Premier some Premier League chat on Tuesday. I think it might be Wednesday night. We'll have reaction to uh, the Sheffield United game. Thursday night, we will have um, the title, which were episode four of six. Um, that's for members. Um, and Friday, I'm hoping to do the tribute where I bring someone on and they pick three players they'd like to pay tribute to. So I'll message all the lads tomorrow and they tell me who's available and what they're available for. But there's about, I think there's about five, or five six, seven members show this week alone and four that are on the regular feed. So, but everything is available for download, so don't panic. Um, thanks a million to everyone that's become a member. Well done to everyone that gets a month free membership. And hopefully when you watch it for a month, you go, ah, yeah, you know what, they're sound. And it's three ninety nine a month. But I must tell you, it wasn't us that gave you them tonight. It was Rory Fitzgerald that gave you that tonight. He won the members' draw earlier on in the week. And he said to me, just give out a load of memberships. Um, his winnings would have got about 12. We upped it to 15. So welcome to everyone that has done it. Uh, Chris is asking, a title show? Yeah, Chris does the title show. I haven't told him yet. Um, <laughs> but we're hoping to do that for Thursday. Uh, but I'll, I'll message you, Chris. I'm not doing the admin on... on, on uh, on live TV or whatever we call this. Emma, anything else before we go? No, all good. All good. Do you promise now? Promise, yeah. Okay, because usually <laughs> does that and then comes back to me. <laughs> Shani, anything else before we go? No, uh, all good. Just again, thank everyone for the sharing and the donations mm. on the map. We'll be back. We'll be back next year, bigger and better, with a bigger squad. It was, and hopefully, a few of the the, the listeners feel free to join on. Yeah. Then we can Muzzy, do a big. We can do a, next year. Yeah, I mean, we can do a big uh, mustache convention at the end of November for the. Yeah. Pub somewhere, you know what I mean? That's yeah. That's yeah. yeah. What we we'll do is we we'll just go into the pub, we will order a load of Guinness, and we just say, "Stick on the Garbrooks there with you." And they'd just be freaked out completely. Yeah, blowing dancing in blue coat jeans and Ben Sherman shorts yeah. all out. They'd yeah. be all on the register, boy. Flat Apple. caps. Yeah, <laughs> flat caps. <laughs> right, okay. Flat caps and Liverpool's caps. Happy days. Right. Um, oh, oh, sorry. Paul Giovanni has a question there. Yeah. Last one. Oh, yeah. How's the forklift <laughs> driving stories coming along? Emmett, Emmett's making up stories about forklifts now. I'm not making up stories. And Andy was on with you last Monday and he says he remembers them. So uh, they had competitions. I don't know whether they still have them. And I sent you on uh, posters of them. They do still have them up in Donegal and everything. So they're, they're actually forklift driving competitions. So they basically set up like an, an obstacle course. Yeah. With, oh, with, no, I'm not the, denying that these happen because I've the seen them in America. Pallets. They're amazing. But oh, right, I'm, okay. I'm, 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 I'm contesting the fact that you and your dad went forklift racing. Like it's just no, we didn't say it. racing. It's a competition. It's they're like obstacle courses. So they set them up with the blue pallets standing up end to end, and they're literally probably only an inch either side wider than the actual forklift itself. 
Right. The whole idea is who can do, actually do the course, lift the pallet, bring it from one end to another. But how do I know and you this long? And, like this should be your this should be your thing. When you meet someone and you for, like, <laughs> a bloke in a pub and they go, "What do you do? Well, I do this," but I tell you something, me da, me da races forklifts, right? Yeah, well, like that's uh, just the best. You can call it racing. It's time. more, it's more precision and kind of. What about the technical. the forklift racing champion, Lewis Palatin? Oh, oh, we're out of here. We can't top that. Well, it can't be. <laughs> it's just we're just ashamed of ourselves after that one. But anyway, uh, Lewis Palatin, all right? From me, from Emma, from Shani, from Lewis Palatin. It's a good night. God bless. Over and out. Lewis fucking Palatin. Podcast Network.